everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. And I'd like to share verses 8 and 9 with you, and then verse 21. And then let's talk just for a few minutes today about who, who to fear and who to love. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. And then over to verse 21. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So, friends, uh, Jesus knows that a time would be quickly coming when his followers, when his disciples would face persecution for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. They would very soon be under severe threat. We, we really only, to get a sense of this, we really only need to look at some of what Paul did in the days when he was Saul and a persecutor of the church from 1 Timothy Chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. But then also in the book of Acts, we can read here in chapter 8, this verse 1 to 3, a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem. And all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. And then in Acts 26, beginning in verse 9, verses 9 to 11, I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priests, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities." And of course, in addition to the, the Jewish persecution of Christians in those early days, it didn't take Rome long to themselves begin persecuting Christians. So Jesus knows in light of all of this that he must prepare them for that moment of testing when they would be pressured to renounce the name of Jesus. He encourages them to consider who they should really fear, whom they should fear, choose to fear God, he teaches them, not man, because it's true that people can't hurt us, but what God points out is that they can really only do, do so much. There is 
a limit to the power of man over us. Instead, he calls upon them to fear God, to look at God with holy awe and reverence. He calls upon us to choose to trust God's love, trust God's love for us, that He will provide, that He will be with us, that we are of great value to Him. And, and so what you see is a trajectory to this teaching, a trajectory that, that is found in the fact that the fear of the Lord is, is very unique in that the fear of the Lord doesn't lead to terror, but if we fear the Lord in the way that the scriptures describe, that that fear leads to love. Perfect love, the perfect love of God casts out fear. That in fact, that fear settles into a respect, a holy awe, a reverence. And it seems to me that this is why Jesus' teaching moves then to the question of our love that we should fear God and not man, that we should trust in the love of God, we should trust in the provision of God. He'll give us the words, He cares for us, He's with us. And then Jesus moves to essentially calling the question on our love. What is it that we value? What is it that's valuable enough to actually give our lives to? So we have this man in, in this parable that Jesus teaches, this man who um, who thinks only of his wealth, who depends only on his wealth, who really seeks only his wealth and the preservation and storage of it, he believes that life, that security, is found in collecting wealth. And what Jesus tells us is that it's not wrong to, to have, to have provision, but he says that this man, he uses as an example, as a parable, has chosen the wrong love. It is not an investment of that faith we've been given, an investment of, of the love that represents the dedication of our lives. It's not an eternal investment. What if, let's just, just, just put a theoretical out there, what if this man would have said instead, Lord, you have provided so richly for me so wonderfully, you are so gracious, you are so generous, you are so kind. God, you have given me so much that it, it overflows my barns. I, I don't have enough room to store it. Lord, what would you have me do with this? What would you have me do? And, and how much, think on this now, how much more rich would his life have been if he would have acknowledged God, reverenced God, loved God, submit to God, and allow God to use him as a conduit of generosity. It makes me think, friends, uh, again of, of 1 Timothy. We read of Paul's persecution of Christians in, in 1 Timothy. But listen now to uh, the, the tail end of the book here, uh, verses 17 to 19 where Paul is giving his protege, Timothy, some closing words, some closing instruction. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. 
Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. This is what that man that Jesus talks about. This is what he lost. This is what he missed out on. He chose the wrong love. And so it seems to me, friends, that Jesus is teaching us here about who to fear and who to love. To fear God and to love God. Not to fear man, not to love wealth. To fear God and to love God. There is where we find life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.